Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Yala Buh. A weekly podcast hosted by Terence and myself from Ministry of Funny Where we talk about things that have been occupying our mind Sometimes serious, sometimes goofy, but always with a touch of comedy is I mean, is it always funny? It's not not always funny. Okay, I would say, I mean, I would say the topic itself might not be funny, but where and where where and when we try to kind of make it more palatable, if that makes sense. It's like our YouTube videos. uh. Yeah, we try to inject our little slice of middle age uh, humor. Midlife crisis. Midlife crisis humor. Midlife crisis humor. (laughs) It's like we tell you something uh, funny, then boom, hit you with a serious message. Yeah. Which is kind of like what we are talking about today. Yeah. So today, the serious topic for today is is about the the current crisis in Sudan, la. Holy shit, that is deep, man. Yeah, holy shit, man. But I mean, okay, for Sudan, there's something horrible happening which we are gonna get into. But what we are gonna be talking about is this thing called selective empathy. Eh? Okay. Do you know what that is, Terence? Uh, no. So basically, I mean, nowadays with the world being so connected, every time there's something shitty that happens in the world, the whole world knows about it, la. So selective empathy. Uh, is the term that kind of addresses how people care more about something versus something else that could be even more tragic in terms of people who are dying. La. So the most recent thing that, most recent comparison that I saw that made a little ripple on social media that I caught wind of was a uh, was this whole comparison about why people care more about what's happening, what happened in Notre Dame with the cathedral versus what's happening in Sudan. La. Basically, in, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral burned down. I mean, at least there was a fire at the... The age old, uh, eight hundred plus year old yeah, cathedral no, that burned down and, and the spire, the spire collapsed or something. Yeah, and within a few days, I think there were like a billion dollars worth of donations to it, and people were posting on social media uh, about how they miss it and all. And these were people who were not born in France, and even at that point in time, people were pointing out, "Oh, why do you care so much more about this versus this?" But but the most recent thing that kind of kicked off a discussion between me and Terence was a post by uh, Narel King. From the local band Sam Willows. Wow, what a way to bring it from Sudan to the Sam Willows, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a post about Sudan, lah. Post about Sudan, which which caused some some waves. Uh, it, it was on Insta Story, so it's, you're not gonna be able to find it now. But someone shared a screenshot, and just to quote certain things about what Wait, she this said. Is, sorry, just clarify. This is Narelle King's Insta Stories. Insta Stories, ah, okay. and then someone took a screenshot of that and pointed out that okay, uh, her thoughts on the the, the post, lah. So to read, uh, and I quote. Uh, not being an ass about it, but Notre Dame is a historical monument. It's an entire country heritage. Political unrest is sadly a common thing that is also sadly and for now necessary. Chaos, as many philosophers have written through history, is necessary and through it comes opportunity for change. Obviously, we should give both attention and there's many other injustices in the world that we should shed light on. But this is just negative comparison and call for judgment, I feel. What she's referring to is this uh, screenshot uh, that shows the number of people killed, injured, uh, in Notre Dame versus the Sudan massacres. Um, so go back to go back to her post. Is you don't ask people to change and to do what you want to do by making them feel bad. Don't we feel bad enough? Is this also just a way of gaining more attention? Is this really selective empathy? Just being a Libra? Let me know your thoughts. So Actually, this is uh, her reacting to uh, something that went viral, right? This yeah. comparison of statistics between the how many people died in Notre Dame, the Notre Dame fire versus how yeah. many people are dying in Sudan right Sudan, now. Sudan, yeah. So she is uh she wrote this as a reaction yeah. to that post. Yeah. Uh, because Kinda, yeah. the header says selective empathy. So uh it's almost quite square Yeah, correct. She she took she took a screenshot of a post that went viral. So mm-hmm. for those of you who may not know, 
uh, which which we will come to about why you might not know about Sudan, even though it's fucking terrible what's happening there. And you're an asshole if you don't. Yeah, know. you're a fucking asshole. You select. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just empathetical, kidding. selectively empathetic piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but just a very high level overview of what has been happening. From what I understand, is that at the end of 2018, uh, the government, uh, which is run by uh, the President slash or Prime Minister Bashir, he's been in power for 30 years and his administration increased the price of commodities like milk, bread, uh, enough to piss off the, the, the people. So they started protesting, they started protesting and the military actually did a coup, I think, earlier this year and overthrew Bashir. So mm-hmm. there were, there were, there were the, pro- the protesters to like celebrations like because the people who have been under this dictator for like 30 years finally found like uh, uh, found a, a new government. Like, so they were fucking happy. And then they started kind of uh, protesting towards transitioning to a civil- civilian government. Um, but as they protested more, the military kind of uh, stood their ground and then they started killing people. So now basically the protesters who were protesting against this dictator of 30 years that got overthrown by the military, which was a, a win for them at that point in time, are now fighting the military who are refusing to transition to a civilian government. And the worst thing is they are killing, they are raping, they are pillaging people. They even cut off the internet. They have just cut off the internet in Sudan. So people don't even know what's happening in there. And 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 uh, people from the outside world. So... There was uh, a bunch of celebrities, I think led by George Clooney, who wrote a political uh, essay uh, about raising awareness for this. And the thing that spread online was this campaign, this hashtag called Blue for Sudan. Because blue is the apparently the favorite color of this Sudanese guy who got shot uh, by the army while protecting two women. Mm. So the blue for Sudan thing spread like wildfire. So like. you say spread, meaning people were putting blue in their in their profile pictures. Yeah, profile on, pictures, on and the hashtag media. blue for Sudan started uh, trending okay. But as with most things that that spread like that, you will get a bunch of support, but you also get people who start shitting on it or start start uh, comparisons la. So it is a horrible thing. The whole world should know about it. It is very sad why the general mainstream media is not giving it the attention it deserves because it's it's totally fucked up. Like the more you listen to it. It's horrible and like, yeah, it's just not getting the attention. But what we're talking about today is that, is it wrong essentially for someone to feel more for Notre Dame versus Sudan or are they to, to be blamed or, or whatnot? So the, the screenshot that someone took of Narelle King, the person who took the screenshot was responding quite uh, angrily to Narelle King. Uh, saying like, oh, just because you have a voice doesn't mean you should open your mouth. So she obviously disagrees with Narelle King. But um, I think she kind of shared a sentiment which I've seen online where people are saying, uh, there was one another tweet that went uh, super viral. I think no, the but guy... Can I just say something yeah, first? Yeah. If you have a voice like Narelle King's, right, you have to open your mouth. Oh, it's yeah. a God-given talent to have a voice like Narelle or Benjamin King. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, yeah. Look at us. Our voices are even the best, but we can't stop opening our mouth. And I'm like just squeaking through this podcast while she's like, oh, serenading everyone. Yeah, that's why. So maybe that person should be more specific in a criticism. Yeah, maybe it was meant to be a pun, like just because you have a voice. Maybe she's trying to say like, oh, I don't like your voice in the Sam Willows. Yeah, maybe she doesn't even know what's happening in Sudan. Eh? Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm all gentle. I'm all for gentle bones. Not for but but I think I caught a glimpse of her Insta stories and she she was very supportive of this other tweet that went viral. Uh, which was along the lines of, uh, it was done by uh, someone on Twitter called Khalid Baidun, 
And the tweet just read, three, re- three reasons why the Sudan massacres and humanitarian crisis aren't receiving the global attention it deserves. Number one, the victims are African. Number two, the victims are black. Number three, the victims are Muslim, period. So that got like a few hundred thousand retweets and shares. Uh, so the person who criticized Narelle King was in big support of this post. Um, and, and we had some thoughts about it, uh, about the whole thing, about this selective empathy thing. Um, and, and I've been talking for, for a long time. So, so Terence, what do you think? Uh? Uh, the first thing I, uh, I, when Harish told me about this whole issue, and then I started reading up about it. To be honest, I wasn't. I've I've been kind of busy, so I haven't been following what's going oh, on. Oh, kind Sudan. of busy, yeah, like the whole world. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> my my basically my life yeah. is just so important, you know. But yeah. anyway, the the point is, I did not know anything about Sudan. Yeah, and only because of Narel King's post, that's why now I actually have read up about it, and oh, you know, I'm going to. I mean, I I feel it's worth supporting. So for all those who say that influencers, you know, they're useless and they don't actually influence people, well, this shows that it does. Like, Narelle King just made me care about Sudan. Whether yeah. or not it's because, you know, she, she, made, she made a stupid comment about it. But the point is, she's a real influencer, right? Like, yeah. like she has actually, we're actually here discussing the issue because of her on, our, on this huge podcast platform of ours. Uh. Yeah. So, so you can't deny the influence of an influencer. So know? are you saying that all noise is good noise? I think she's 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 making a fair point. Um, I'm sure you also have thoughts about yeah, what, yeah, what she I'll said. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, actually, can can someone explain to me the whole li- Libra comment? I don't understand. I don't understand. All I know is that she's probably what she's posting has some ties to a Libra horoscope, and I'm not a horoscope person. I don't think you are either. I'm not. Yeah, but you know, last time when when I was traveling in China, a lot of people there are very big on horoscopes. I didn't know. I don't know whether Singapore now. It's like a big thing amongst young people. Actually, so like, I've been hearing more and more young people say, I mean, it's not, it's it's happening often enough that I'm like, huh? Who, yeah, people yeah. still give a shit about horoscopes? Yeah. Like, I I used to read just out of humour. and then After the sports section, there's a little yeah, horoscope yeah, thing. After comics, comics, comics. After comics, comics yeah. In the Straits Times, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, like, I, I don't even know where to get horoscopes. If you and if you have to Google them, it's probably that, some app. La. Like, every day oh, tells yeah, you, yeah, oh, as true. a Capricorn, you're going to, I don't know, like, just whack a wall today or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm a Capricorn, la. So I I'm not exactly sure if someone could tell us what what it means to be a Libra and and to you know say your mind about something is there some connection there like that would yeah. be helpful. So so I guess I mean what what my thoughts are like uh, I I kind of agree uh with a part of what Narelle was saying in the sense that uh I mean don't shit on people just because they care more about Notre Dame versus Sudan which I'll get to in a bit but there was a lot of what she said which I think like why you want to say stuff like that? Like roping in philosophy and like saying political unrest is necessary. Yeah, I was like, if you want to say stuff like that, back that up, like, especially on social media. To me, it's like, okay, you're just opening up yourself to be short. La. How to, but how, how do you back that up? I mean, no, that, then don't say stuff like that. Because but, but, maybe, but maybe she what she's saying is, I mean, I've heard uh, similar theories like that as well, la, but they're very hard to cover in a whole in the Insta story. Yeah. Okay, right? so you know why I think she should, she should be more or anyone posting should be more careful because what I saw then was it wasn't about Sudan. Uh, it was, I mean, it felt less about Sudan, less about Notre Dame, but just this person posting about her and like shitting her and it just became yet another fucking like us versus them thing. Like, mm-hmm. Which is, so that's where like, like okay, uh, let's okay, say... So you're saying Narelle created an us versus them kind of no, scenario? No, no, I'm saying she posted something which... Uh, I disagree with most of it, but I agree with some of it. But like what you said, she still brought awareness to people because she has a following of like, what, 150,000? So, but if she, if you're not careful about 
posting stuff, especially when you have a platform like that, you might cause disagreements that kind of take away from the actual problem. La. And mm. I don't agree with what this person said because her following posts were just saying, kind of shitting on Narelle for saying why people who don't care, who care more about Notre Dame shouldn't be shat on. They just became like, okay, you don't deserve to shit on these people because you are doing this with shit on shit on shit. And it's just like, fuck, there was no talk about fucking what they can be done. Yeah. Which is really, which is the biggest thing that pisses, off, pisses me off about this whole thing. Like, like, there are ways you can help. So like this person who screen captured Narelle King, the next post was something about free Palestine. Which, then aren't you doing the same thing that you're saying like, there's, um, uh, I mean, not, like, I don't want to summarize because uh, or say quoted verbatim because it was an Insta story expired I can't refer to it but it was along the lines of saying you know you shouldn't uh, like there's one that no one died and like people who don't even go to uh, France did this you should care about Sudan and at the same time you should also care about free Palestine but the thing about all these hashtags right like pray for Sudan that's a stupid fucking hashtag um, free uh, like a uh, because what I feel, right, if she really wanted to be constructive, rather than just shit on Narelle, just a simple Google search can point you to multiple websites that are offering aid to Sudan. And, mm-hmm. of course, you get your global charities. Um, I think, let me pull up what I had. Uh, you get your... your um Funnily enough, uh, sorry, I was just looking at, at Narelle King's Insta stories. She just posted about 25 minutes ago a screenshot of an email that she got or some message she got from a Sudanese uh-huh. who's trying to explain to her the uh, the, the whole situation of the oh, really? movement yeah, the Sudan movement so Narel, Narel King has posted this entire thing on Insta stories I think it's quite interesting it's a Sudanese who lived in Singapore for half his life so he's trying to explain to her that why your post on Twitter and everything may have ruffled feathers but like. see that so this guy, okay, granted he's a Sudanese guy, but to me, even this person who was shitting on Narelle King's post, right, take the time to fucking explain. explain. Yeah. So like, like you, you were saying today, you didn't know about Sudan, right? Yeah. I could have come to the office and said, hey, Terrence, you're a fucking asshole. You, know, you don't yeah. care about Sudan. Don't you not care about people dying? You and yeah. your dogs, holy blah, blah. But yeah. it's because you weren't informed. Yeah. So before I shit on you, yeah. and before this person shat on Narelle King, take the time to educate. You can even share a link. You don't even need to do it. There are so many websites that you just read. In five minutes, you can understand what's going on, which sets you down the path of doing something. And a simple Google search just now, I Google how to help Sudan. There's a website that points you to the World Food Program, the United Nations Children Fund, the International Rescue Committee, all of whom are doing work on the ground. And you might be someone who's like, oh, you know, I don't want to support these global NGOs because you're all money laundering and, and not doing uh, good stuff with the money. You can work with NGOs on the ground in Khartoum, which is the, the capital of uh, Sudan. The University of Khartoum Alumni Association's fundraiser. You can... Um, you And there was just one Google search. I'm sure you can find... Uh, 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 organizations that are actually doing good work la. and if you want to shit on people shit on outlets like the media because mm. that ultimately to me, okay, to me people and their behavior is largely dictated by the settings they are in la. like humans to me are like mm. just smart lemmings la. so sometimes when people are misinformed I, I then take issue with mainstream media outlets with people who are in the position to report this they have resources to but they don't and yeah. those are the people that need to be shat on but but, but uh, before we we go ranting about the media, right? Yeah, I'm damn I'm damn worked <laughs> yeah, out about it. I uh. can tell. But let's go closer to home into the mind of all the Instagram account of Narelle King right now. What do you think is is happening in that whole world? I mean, I'm okay. She has a big enough following. Yeah. Um, but so okay, I'm, let's let's say, what if maybe when she posted that 
that thing about Notre Dame and all that, she was just really feeling frustrated about something, la, right? And and so, so that, that's that, where okay, so that's, that's where, where I she feel like she's like angsty and talking okay, about so, philosophy. So that's where I feel that okay, you if you have a following that's that big, chances are you've been doing this for a while. La. Yeah. And I think there's enough examples to show that whatever you post on social media, the stays forever. Yeah. Someone's gonna see it. Insta stories does not die after twenty four hours. Yeah. If you say something controversial, someone's gonna take a screenshot. And if you have a big base, it just multiplies the likelihood of yeah. that. La. So even if she was feeling shitty and all, then don't go to... Like, if, when I'm feeling shitty, the last place I want to go to is social media. Really? Yeah. You don't want to like thumb through yeah, like, no. Instagram and see sometimes like I get caught. And sometimes I get caught down that wormhole and I have to catch myself. And then if I'm feeling shitty at 2am, I go to Insta stories, I see people who are doing this amazing stuff in my life, I feel shittier. So when I'm in sh- shitty mood, stay away from social media. Yeah. So just to answer your question, I think if you're feeling shitty... You you can't condone whatever you do as a result of feeling shitty, yeah. uh, especially on social media, and just stay away from social media when you're feeling shitty. Yeah, my guess right now is she's probably getting inundated with, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people trying to tell her, oh, you know, you should do this, you should do that. Look, but I hope people are not being assholes about it. Yeah, because people, I mean, that's that's the issue. That's one reason why we started this podcast, right? There's no more conversations anymore. Like this one person who took the screenshot of Nero King's post, it just became like. Oh, you're a fucking asshole. I'm morally self-righteous because I care about Palestine. Yeah. I care about Sudan and you don't. Yeah. So so I hope that the message, messages she's getting, there's definitely going to be assholes, but I hope like that example you shared, that to me is like being constructive about it and educating the person about it. And there are things... I mean, and I think, she put it on her Insta yeah. stories and now more people are going to read it. Yeah, so that's but, a good then, thing. but then if people, if you didn't tell me that and if yeah. people, people are not going to share this lah. Confirm the same person who shared yeah. the screenshot on Facebook is not going to share this. So in their mind, Narelle King is a person who doesn't care about Sudan. Yeah. Which I'm guessing now that she's showing this, her opinion is changing, like, and that's yeah. the point of conversation, right? Yeah, she's she's now posted uh, her latest ins- Instagram post is a uh, support for Sudan, a blue colored yeah. uh, image. So, so that to me, yeah, yeah, she 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 has joined the movement, so to speak. Yeah, so no, that's and, and that's good. Like yeah. she posted something, and kudos to her for sharing an opinion like that, and she got some info and she changed her mind. Yeah. But no one's going to care about her changing her mind. Yeah. But I want to take a bit of an unpopular opinion here because mm. actually when the whole Notre Dame thing happened as well, I, I did see a lot of people like, why, why are we caring so much about this building? And it's like, it's just old, you know, white people who, who you know, built it and it's a symbol of, of whatever, like, you know, all the, everyone's mm-hmm. shitting on that. And I was like, um, excuse me, like, why do you why do you assume that what you feel for a uh, historical uh, monument or what has to be the universal feeling amongst everyone else? Mm. Isn't that being like, uh, isn't that just basically like projecting your own feelings or your own uh, views of the world onto other people? Because you know, to, to some people, maybe going to Paris for the first time with their family was a big thing. They remember it as the most romantic thing. Maybe they proposed to their wife or whatever they did there lah. I mean, they, they might have special feelings to them mm. and if they feel something for uh, that particular monument because they travel there or they, they have some special connection to the place because of, of whatever like whatever mm. reason it is uh, you shouldn't be shitting on people like, or, mm. or, or diminishing their experience with a monument because to me it's like if someone can feel for something beyond just themselves that means they feel for a piece of history or you feel for a monument or a building that that you you know is a shared history for a lot of people, right? Mm. That's a big win, you know. That's that that moves us to being more than just 
like you say, smart lemmings who just yeah. do whatever. When you feel for art, when you feel for uh, something that you know, hundreds of years ago, something that people built. Yeah, I feel like that. That's 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 the human capacity. Uh, that's our capacity to, to to love and to feel for more than just. So, you know, what so you ourselves like like my dogs are you know they can't yeah. think beyond what's for breakfast yeah and do you want to be like that like do you only care about the thing that's in front of you right now or or being able to care for things that are beyond you like thousands of miles away from you yeah so so uh, why do you say that's an unpopular unpopular opinion because there were a lot of people shitting on similar to this thing saying yeah. that you know Notre Dame is just a freaking building they'll just rebuild it it costs why do we need billions of dollars to rebuild mm. it and, and, and uh, my thought is just that. I mean, people pay different things for for what what they find valuable. Uh, like, yeah. some people find sneakers valuable. Some people find paintings valuable. Some people find, uh, you know, a family portrait more valuable than anything else. You know, so yeah. we shouldn't be shitting on people for for that they feel for something beyond them themselves. Uh. Yeah. So so to clarify, even though I was ranting just now, getting really worked up, I I'm with you on that. Um, because yeah, you you who is in any position to say what other people should care about? Yeah. But the disclaimer is. Years ago, when I graduated, came back to Singapore, I was that person who yeah. said, how can you not give a damn about Nigeria? How can you not give a damn about Cameroon? But I must say that in my defense, I've, I've actually done developmental work in African countries. Oh. So I've been to... Yeah, so I'm already better than all of you. Oh. All of you out there who've never been to Africa. But you're signaling no, to the max. But, but let, 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 me, let, me, let me give you... Uh, explain why I bring it up. It's because when I came back in 2009, I, uh, in 2010, 2011, I was working remotely on a project on youth empowerment in Lagos, Nigeria. And yeah. Lagos... Being the capital city of a developing country, yeah, like there's a there's a big issue of urban homelessness where people come from the rural areas to the city, they can't find jobs and just roam the streets. Like. So I had been to Lagos, I had done work in Cameroon, uh, I had been to Swaziland, Mozambique, South Africa doing work on HIV AIDS. So when I came back, I, I couldn't understand why people weren't giving a shit when I tell them. Like. And, I, and I used to have arguments with my friends. There was one time I was out with my friends at Zouk, right? I think... In the one of the few times I went clubbing, I got drunk and I ended up crying in the club because I got into an argument with someone of why they don't care about Nigeria. Oh. And I walked out. This was the old zoo. I cried on the bridge and one of my friends came and like patted me down. And then, of course, it became a thing after that. La. Like, this guy cried about the whole stereotype of how can you not care about kids in Africa? But I actually did care. But is, then, that the, is that the whole story or is there no, like no, no, some... I'm coming, I'm coming. Or is, it, or is there like <laughs> no, some I'm coming. girl I'm, I'm, No, there's, there's no girl or anything. But why I bring that up is because at that point in time, I couldn't understand why people could not care. But then, after a while, first of all, I realized that there's enough people who do care. So I, I don't... There's no point getting worked out with people who don't care. But then, even deeper than that, I realized... You can't fault people for not caring if they have never been exposed to it to the way that I was. Yeah. So, so like what you were saying, to me, Notre Dame, I would still say, to me, uh, I mean, just like how to me, food is fuel. Notre yeah. Dame, okay, that's heritage. I appreciate that. But there's no one that was killed. Uh. But I can also understand why it might mean so much to other people. Uh. Yeah. And you can't fault it to them, fault it for them, fault for, uh, fault uh, them, for fault it. them for it. Because they may have been there. I'm assuming you have been there. Yeah, yeah, they may have, I mean, and our mind, we are so influenced by pop culture, Western culture, to French culture, that there's automatically a, a romanticism that's stuck there. La. So if yeah. something happens, yeah, naturally people will feel more for it. But how many people have actually been to Africa? How many people even know where Sudan is? So all that makes me think, okay, there are people who are misinformed, take the time to inform them. But it goes back to what I was saying just now about how media outlets should be the ones that people are shitting on. Because... The reason why we don't know enough about Sudan is because 
like you don't see any articles on uh like of course i mean local papers they might do like oh this is happening that's happening but there's no other talk about it lah yeah, we're not being educated about it at all yeah so there's there's always going to be people who who are ignorant there are always going to be assholes out there you know i found out that in the past week when the sudan crisis has been finally getting global attention there have been multiple instagram accounts that have capitalized on this like and just being fucking assholes lah someone yeah. started uh meals for sudan project Where in the bio they said uh, every share will will feed one percent. Yeah, oh, and shit. it got four hundred thousand followers in one week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was another one that got hundred thousand followers in one week, and then immediately they changed their handle to funny, funny and naked, and now they're sharing memes. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so so they're going to be assholes everywhere. The point is that Can I just say that that's a brilliant, that's yeah, a brilliant it's, it's, it's fucking genius, like <laughs> fucking genius. That is a whole other. Uh, topic of discussion about how social media has is a double-edged sword, but everybody knows that already. But the main thing is here, like I used to be one of those who used to sh- think people who don't care about Africa are assholes. But then I realized that a lot of people haven't been there. A lot of people aren't even exposed to the crisis there. Like, and okay, like I mean, even if you take now, right? People die every day, right? But mm-hmm. you don't you don't feel sad every day because the people yeah. who die, you don't know. Yeah. Even amongst our friends, like even in my extended family, like every day in the family WhatsApp group, someone's mother-in-law dies. I'm like, okay, dies naturally, yeah. like it's part of things. But because, and this is like family, you know, someone in my extended family has died, but I don't feel anything because there are multiple degrees of separation, lah. If you want to talk about Sudan and people not caring, you first need to understand why, and then try to fix it constructively, lah. Yeah. And the example that you shared about that Sudanese person who lived in Singapore sharing. An email and Nuriel King using her platform to share that. I think that's great. Yeah. As opposed to the person who took a screenshot of her and just shat on her and just did the whole thing about selective empathy by kind of usurping that and pointing to another crisis that everyone should care about. Yeah, negativity is is actually really easy to it's an easy hole to fall into. I mean, I'm sure you know that I'm also. I like to. I like my fair share of like shitting on situations and people as well. Yeah. But I realized over the years that. Uh, Yeah, you can't you can't keep doing that, lah. If not, you 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 just be you know you laugh for a few seconds, but after that, you just go and you just sink deeper and deeper into this like hole that you can't get out of, lah. Yeah. So so even that one Twitter uh, tweet that went uh, viral about the person saying the three reasons why are the victims are Africans, the victims are black, the victims are Muslim. To me, that that has some truth, but it is not the whole truth because just by a tweet like that. Is he's almost painting the whole world as being racist, lah. And of course, there is racism in the world. But the peop- the reason why people don't care as much about victims who are African is because there is a gap in terms of how much the pop culture references or media coverage there is on issues that are African, lah. Mm-hmm. So a tweet like this, and then to me, this just con- contributes more to like, are you saying that? Yeah. So how how does this? Move the thing forward, and it just feels like it's polarizing people more. When at at a time like this, right, at least put a link to something that people can help Sudan. Yeah, like you got hundreds of thousands of retweets and likes, but there's no info on how people can actually take a proactive step to help and do something. To me, like people can even if there's a the fucking asshole in the world who who's just the rudest piece of shit in the world, but he donates hundred thousand dollars to Sudan. I don't really care about him as a person because objectively. Mm. The money can actually do something, like So wait, so. So I'm saying, like, have you have you donated already? Uh no. So uh, those those websites, I sh- I will. Oh, okay, okay. I am like when we were prepping for this, and I was doing research. I found so many, yeah. and I'm going to choose we'll something. Put the links, uh, Put the links. Yeah, we'll in. we'll put the links in the show notes. Actually, do something because if it's another hashtag, pray for Sudan. Yeah. Come on, man. What the hell does that do? It just makes you feel good about yourself. So what do you think about uh? Because last week, you know, I I I was, 
I suddenly became a champion for climate change. Uh. Mm. I was trying very hard to reduce my carbon footprint after watching uh, Our Planet, the so documentary on Netflix. So before that? So, so, no, so it, because thinking, talking about this makes me think about, oh, uh, I mean, I don't have a lot of money to contribute to fighting, you know, whatever climate change. So one thing I tried last week was how about reducing the amount of uh, meat I eat. Uh. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just meant it as a personal thing. I didn't even want to tell people about it other than I had to because I was being troublesome over lunch. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the guy who can't eat meat and needs to go to a certain store. Every so, Tuesday, is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all different. But mine was, I was trying to do it for, for at least almost every meal. Yeah. And it's really hard in Singapore. That's one thing I realized. But I realized uh, it kind of made me feel like even though it's just a personal action on my part that's got barely any kind of uh, impact on the world, I just felt, oh, it's just a personal thing I want to do because I just felt so helpless watching the documentary that if I didn't like actually try to do something, I would feel like a bigger asshole. Uh. Yeah. So in this case, is there something else besides money or, or what that people can do? <sighs> or, you know, if, if social media hashtagging is too, is very passe already, is there something else no, that people I, can do? I would say, I would say just, just sharing links to websites that uh, eloquently talk about the situation, right? Yeah. To me, you're already educating because there's one thing about raising an awareness for a hashtag, lah. Yeah. So other people just do it and then they go to lunch thinking, yeah, you know, I care about Sudan. But how much do they know? And yeah, like money, not everyone, uh, I mean, even if people don't want to donate, I totally understand. Yeah. But the thing about just raising awareness in a way that gives enough info, la, rather than just raise awareness for the hashtag, yeah. there's so much more that can be done. La. Like what you said, this morning when you woke up, you weren't really aware of the details yeah. of what happened in Sudan and now you know. Yeah. And I'm sure that, I mean, if you keep doing that over and over again and you just realize, fuck, the world is fucking ridiculous, I do think over time it changes you. Like, and maybe for someone who reads an article about Sudan, it might be their Our Planet, what was the documentary yeah, watched? Our Planet. Our Planet yeah. moment where they realize, oh my God, yeah. uh, there's something here. I remember one of my friends in university, he was an Argentinian guy who was majoring in African studies. Mm. And I was like, dude, uh, don't mind me asking, you know, you grew up your whole life in Buenos Aires, you came to Philadelphia and you're majoring in African studies. How, how did that happen? And he said that when he, uh, a few years before uni, he, he liked reading papers and he always used to see, oh, you know, two people killed in uh, New York City, blah, blah, front page article, then a small column saying 300 people killed in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Then after a, while, after a while, he just got a bit more curious and he realized that is an issue in mainstream media, mm. that there is that gap of coverage. So he had a Our Planet moment there and he literally changed his whole life course and dedicated his, his life to that. Mm. So if everyone is more aware, you will get things like this bubbling up. Like, like you not eating meat. I'm sure people you talk to, you might change the mind of someone out there or at least make them watch Our Planet which then might give them their own Our Planet moment. Maybe yeah. it's not episode 2, maybe it's episode 4. Yeah. But if you just share a hashtag, right? If you yeah. just told me or like all your posts now is like pescatarian forever, yeah. I'll be like, dude, what, what the fuck? For, yeah. for what, man? So basically you're saying hashtag is not enough. What you should do is this Friday go to Zook and prepare to have a crying, hissing fit in front of your friends. I would be there. <laughs> can, we can all cry together. We can all cry and together. scold them for not knowing about Sudan. Yeah. You assholes. I'm drunk, but you guys are big assholes. I never want to hang out with you again. Yeah. With that. And then instead of donating... And then there's like, like Skrillex in the background. Yeah, and then instead of donating to Sudan, like buy a short a round of shots <laughs> for everyone else who cares about Sudan. <laughs> for and Sudan. we all just shot, have shots together, then spend another $30 on Grab Home. <laughs> yeah. All jokes aside. Weekly cycle. I mean, if you have... That, yeah, if you are hanging out with your friends and you can sneak in 
a mention of Sudan somewhere. And then, but also don't just sneak Sudan. in because then you become a self-righteous asshole. Then you got to explain to them, yeah, educate explain. them, you know, about the whole situation because it's, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like what Narelle says, like, this, there's a lot of chaos and, you know, some people might already think, oh, yeah, the world's so fucked up already, so what's the point yeah, of Yeah, a lot of people, knowing? sometimes, some days, I, I think like that, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 like, you see the stuff going on in Hong Kong right now, it's almost like a daily occurrence, you know. Yeah, but thankfully, Hong Kong has been one Okay, like there hasn't been like the like deaths from uh, yeah. like just just tear gas, just tear yeah, gas. But even now in Congo, that also yeah. has has shit happening there. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. So, but yeah. So essentially, just I think just try and be more constructive with your criticism mm. and kind of understand that if people are misinformed, who who are the people who should be informing them? To me, is yeah. newspapers, journalists, yeah. and all that lah. Yeah, and then and like. Uh, it seems like a, a common theme in a lot of the stuff we do is that social media influencers also need to be aware of what they're posting. La. Yeah. It's almost like, it's so cliche to say that right now, but you just see it all the time and you're like, oh my God, like I wish, I mean, there should be like a certificate or something you need to get before you can become I mean, recently we met that uh, one person who has a fan base of 12 million who said? Oh, who, yes. who said? Yes. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have an influence. I'm like, dude, come on, man, you have 12 million followers. Mm. We won't go into names, uh. yeah, But if you watch our YouTube videos and Facebook videos, you might have an idea. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, we will share uh, links in the show notes to uh, websites that that uh, seem legitimate and and seem like they're doing legitimate work on ground in Sudan, la. Um. So, so to awkwardly segue into a less. Uh, definitely less serious and almost comical topic, yeah. which is the the third uh, uh, gay sex video that it apparently involves a Malaysian politician has been released. Yeah, it seems to become like uh, the almost every time there's like some about to be political handovers yeah. or changes in the Malaysia, some sex tape comes out, and it's always like it's not like a like a sex tape, sex, typical sex tape. Right? It's always like some gay sex. Yeah, it's it's so thing. weird. I mean, because Why? we were just thinking like, first of all, this is, I mean, I didn't even bother researching much into the exact politics behind it, but there is a politician. This is the third video that has come out. He's been denying it. Someone came forward and recorded like a vlog style video saying he was the other person in the video and that politician was inside the video. But it's just so ridiculous because like uh, the whole Anwar thing happened 20 years ago. Yeah. So for our younger listeners out there, like I think 20 years ago when uh, Anwar, the Anwar Ibrahim got sent to prison for sodomy, that was a whole issue there where there was uh, claims of uh, 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 gay, like sodomy uh, that happened and Malaysia being quite a, um, I wouldn't say fundamentalist country, but sodomy is a big thing there. La. So he went to jail. But <laughs> the difference now is that in 2019, to release a, a sex tape like this, like first of all, like okay, there's, there's stuff like deep fakes where you can put mm. someone's face on a video. And secondly, like with, with so much more uh, momentum towards the LGBT movement, I mean, this whole thing is stands out because people are saying how, like, the reason why there's so much controversy is because people are, uh, that whole, uh, the whole gist of it is the politicians are saying he had gay, he had sodomy means he's corrupt. So people are saying, why the fuck you have to attach gay sex to corruption? Yeah. Like, yeah. especially when there's so much globe, like global movement towards, you know, like, homosexual, uh, LGBT rights and all that. So that whole thing, it just seems like a caricature. And now, it's almost, I think last, last time there was a, 
on one video for I don't even know whether there was a video for Anwar. Yeah. Whereas now they're like a weekly release, no? It's like yeah. they got a mini series. You know, US has Chernobyl and all yeah. that, right? This one has like even the way they they call it like Hazmi loves something. The latest uh, video, which is an audio clip in video form, is three slash four. So yeah. maybe it's a four part series. <laughs> uh. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. In the US, they use tweets as political weapons. In yeah. North Korea, they use assassination. In Malaysia, <laughs> gay they use gay sex videos. Gay sex videos. It's just like, wow, the level of uh, the level at which they're playing is completely out of this world. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, man. It's it's almost like the thing, like, you know, like whatever happens in the West, Asia is like 10, 15 years behind. Uh. Oh, behind. Uh, behind, yeah. Pun <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, I, now I'm waiting for the fourth episode to come out, man. Oh, you've, you've seen it already. Eh? No, no, I, I tried looking for it admittedly. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, just to understand how visual it is, but the latest one is the audio clip. But then, uh. even the way they distribute it, right, I think they send it to specifically to journalists. So, it seems like an inside job, it seems oh, like a I con see. job, but it's so fucking ridiculous. It's so it's so comical that you... How to take this seriously? Yeah, Malaysia is really quite a mystery like that. Huh? Yeah, and then you get Mate saying some weird comments. I think his latest comment about... Uh, he was speaking at Cambridge and one quote from him, which I think is an actual quote, is like, I don't understand gay marriage. Isn't the point of marriage to have kids? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what, what? Like, what world is, are these people living in? So, and the funny thing, I got a lot of relatives in KL. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you go to Malaysia, um, even though it's painted as like a fundamentalist country uh, by, by people in the West, I think George Clooney said something stupid a few weeks ago. But Malaysia is like any, is almost like, KL is very similar to Singapore in many ways. So it's just funny that in that world, you see these kind of things being like a political tool. It's fucking, fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like almost a weekly thing. Uh, that our our wacky story is yeah. from Malaysia. Last week was about the sun bear, <laughs> the sun bear. being kept as a pet. Yeah, la, this Ma- week's about gay sex videos. Malaysia is like the issue of Southeast Asia, man. Wow, I think even even more, uh, yeah, more it's crazy. hardcore than that. La. Yeah, Ishun is tame compared to, to Malaysia. L- lately yeah. also, I think there was something else in Ishun which was... Oh, Grims, yeah. I think there was a policeman found with a bullet shot in his head. Yeah, correct. Bullet wound in his head. Yeah. Like, oh my God, Ishun. From his revolver, right? Yeah, from, from his, his revolver. revolver. Yeah. Oh, Only it's crazy. in Ishun. Uh. Only in Ishun. Yeah. Safe, hashtag save Ishun. Yeah, save Ishun. <laughs> Yellow for Ishun. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, crazy So, stories. I mean, stay tuned for the fourth episode of the, of the Gay Sex Day probably coming out <laughs> next week. That's your one, that's your one shook thing for the... <laughs> <laughs> my one shook thing is also politically related, but, but, uh, uh, yeah, so so the one shook thing is this this little segment we use to kind of cap off the end of the podcast where both Terrence and I share something that we have found pretty awesome and pretty shook in the past week. And we normally don't tell each other before the podcast. Yeah. So whatever reactions you're going to hear now are 100% authentic. Yeah. So so Terrence, what's your one shook thing this week? Uh, I mean, it's shook, but it's also kind of sad. It's a little bit of both. Uh, because last week there was a, a particular animal shelter in Singapore. That, uh, I think it's called the Pets Villa or something. It basically was uh, seeking donations because it was behind in, in its rent for three months already. Mm. So this is a pet shelter in Singapore that apparently has a no-kill policy. So they don't put down any, any of their pets. They let them, uh, they let these uh, cats and dogs actually live out the, lef- the rest of their lives either with uh, adop- uh, adopted owners or in the shelter. Lah. So I think it's a pretty big facility because... They're behind in rent for three months and their rent is, uh, and that's a sum of $48,000. So we're talking about having rent of $16,000 a month, which uh, I think even for any like, don't say non-profit, la, business or so is damn difficult, right? So 
they started having a campaign to try and uh, get people to to you know uh, donate to help them save save the place life. Not they have to move out. So the one cool thing, the one shock thing out of this whole thing is that I realized they have a program which allows you to actually sponsor a cat or a dog uh, every month at the shelter. So you get the benefits of uh, being attached to a certain cat or dog on the shelter, but you don't have to take care of the cat or dog yourself because you know, there are people um, who live in apartments or, or the living conditions with family and all that that doesn't allow them to keep a pet or a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. So a, an arrangement like that will allow you to um, every month to give a small amount of money, I think $60 for a cat, if I'm not wrong, and $100 for a dog mm. that will feed the dog and the cat for the whole month and take care of all his expenses and that dog will be so-called, what, you'll be the sponsor of this animal. Oh. And so you, I mean, you get, you get to help out one particular animal and probably you can pr- come and visit and maybe walk the dog once in a while. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure the, of what it is, but uh, it seems like a good way for people who, you know, a lot of people in Singapore who live with family and everything mm-hmm. who can't keep animals at home for various reasons, uh, including Nas Daly's girlfriend, mm. who I know who I know was <laughs> on Facebook in, in Facebook groups in Singapore last week asking about um, can she foster dogs mm. uh, for a few days a week rather than, you know, all the, all the time. I think that's a bit hard because fostering is a full-time yeah, yeah, yeah. So So for people like her, you know, people fly around and everything. If you have the resources in terms of money and, and but you don't have time, you know, this is a good way to to help out and, and Actually, keep these yeah, places I mean, alive. I would love to get a pet, but there are certain logistical constraints. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, so I, I think that's uh, a so-called one shock thing. So you'll, we can put the link in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll put the link in. I have, I have two dogs already. I, I mean, I would definitely, if I could, I would take one more, but uh, it's, yeah, la, two, two is more than enough already. Yeah. La, basically. So, so, so don't feel bad that you can't adopt mm. any of these animals. But if you can sponsor them with a, small slice of your monthly income, that would be very helpful. And interestingly enough, that's a perfect segue into my one shock thing. So you know, talking about dog, something dog and cat related, yes. right? My one shock thing is that, uh, so I mean, just to go back, we'll put the link in the show notes, so check that out. But back to something cat <laughs> or dog related. So the, I think earlier this week, uh, uh, an information minister in Pakistan was doing a, a, a Facebook Live during an actual like, uh, conference, I think a press release. Basically, uh, it was uh, it was a meeting with the government cabinet. Uh, so they live streamed it using Facebook, and I don't know what. No, I think they live streamed it using some 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 app that had a cat filter. Oh, so yes. while while this information minister was talking about policy and all that, the cat filter went on, and you just see like this this government cabinet with these really serious politicians with cat ears and dog ears and whiskers. Uh, it wa- fucking, it went ape shit on the internet and rightly so because it's just so ridiculous. And then, and it's the information minister. So, so, so people were sharing it like crazy and I think if you Google it, you will definitely find uh, the memes. Like, and, I, and just looking at a screenshot, it was on Instagram Live and there were 80 people watching it at that point in time, like, which is a very small number. But, this has given it so much attention, right? My God, it is genius. So, so you can Google it, but we also put a, uh, a link in the show notes to the various memes and tweets. It is golden and it totally made my day. La. But, but I mean, uh, just now we're talking about weaponized uh, tools, right? Actually, yeah. this Snapchat filter thing uh, is a, it's actually, I think it's a quite a powerful thing. Oh, know, yeah, to, man. To, 
you use it on a picture of a very, you know, a leader of a country or something yeah, like yeah. that, and it makes them kind of look silly and, and yeah. laughable in everyone's eyes, I think you, in certain countries, you could potentially get like Malaysia. Oh, Malaysia, Malaysia, Malaysia yeah, probably using it now. Maybe the gay sex video they're all filming with yeah. Snapchat filters. You know the one, the, the face swap. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, I just recently, when that Snapchat filter thing came out, they you know, swapping the guys yeah, and yeah. the girls. I was just randomly playing with it and putting it on some uh, people in Singapore, like high and mighty people in Singapore. Uh-huh. And I sent a couple around to friends and some of the responses immediately they came back to me like, yo, dude, don't, yeah, this shit don't is like, this. get me in trouble with SG Secure or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, why is everyone... Up in arms about it, but I realize, yeah, it's because you know when you uh, when you spend so much time building up this image, uh, for yeah. it to be taken down by one Snapchat filter is a is a very difficult thing to see, lah. So, but it's inevitable, man. I think. Yeah. So so this one was I I think they could even maybe they even purposely did it. Maybe like they didn't like the policy or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe weaponized Snapchat filters. Yeah, that's why <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. That's the world we live in, twenty nineteen. Yeah, man. and that is our two shock things for the week. Yep. Um, as always we will be back next week please do give us a, a rating on iTunes and, and whatnot because uh, yeah, it really helps a lot and we actually cracked uh, top 200 podcasts in Singapore yeah, man. this past Wee! week which is like crazy because we're what how many we're only a few episodes in few episodes thing. in yeah it's thanks to our millions of listeners every week from yeah. around the world and, and we're like almost on par with like KC Neistat's podcast oh really like, yeah KC god Neistat's damn podcast. God damn, that's cool. So so yeah, keep keep listening to us, keep sharing it with people you who you think might enjoy it. Uh and yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah, and shout out to Narelle King. For yeah, for causing this discussion. Yeah, for yeah, being doing a job as an influencer. Week. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Thanks guys. Peace. Peace.